Talk about a sound off. WrestleMania being canceled? Christian Bale to join the MCU. All this and more in a jam-packed episode of Into the Aaronverse. Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, and I'm bringing you this episode a few minutes early. First of all, I want to start off by saying to everybody who wanted to get tested to be a potential match for my friend Sam, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't know how much this means to him, and you don't know how much this means to his family. Now, dancing out of the way, I want to start off with a rant. I know a lot of y'all's Facebook feeds have been flooded with stuff about the coronavirus. And quite frankly, it's gotten out of hand. Now, these past few days, people have started to blame uh, Trump. It's not Trump's fault that this fake of a virus, it's a hoax. It's a political hoax. And quite frankly, I don't know who this is going to who this is going to benefit more. So I suggest all you guys do this because this virus targets people with the low immunity system. And if I, in a post on Facebook, Offended anybody with that last one? I apologize. I had no idea, Stephanie Stanley, that you had immunodeficiency. So I apologize. And with that said and done, I have just one thing to say to you morons who are panicking over nothing in a way wash your hands take your vitamins drink your vitamin c and shut up among the panic that is this virus Several cases have been reported to be true. And I apologize ahead of time for this. The One of the guys from the Utah Jazz tested positive, and you canceled the whole 
season. Because of, because of this fiasco. Granted, yes, all the guys who are playing, they won't get the money. And that's quite understandable, but you don't need to brag about it. Just do what I said before. Drink your fluids, take your vitamins, eat your Wheaties, and shut up. Another confirmed case in this virus was a committee member who served in the Houston Rodeo. Uh, I mean, really? All this disease is it's a political stunt. It's not all on Trump. I mean, I've seen tweets in my uh, Twitter page of Dr. Drew saying, oh, the media needs to, needs to be held responsible. Trump needs to be held responsible. First of all, Dr. Drew, I know you're listening. And while, yes, I appreciate you listening, this disease is nothing more but a stunt. Plain and simple. You don't need to blame the media. You don't need to blame Trump. This is a hoax. There are more cases which lead to death of the flu than this bloody thing. Now, on to more. Welcome back, you guys. As I said before, this, uh, this virus is nothing more than a hoax. Young people like me, young people like my wife, and people who are in their 20s and 30s should not have to worry about this. But what do you idiots do that I keep seeing in my feed? You take bundles and bundles and bundles of toilet paper, which are needed more importantly for people who are pregnant. Share and share alike, you morons. As I said before in the opening, another confirmed case, besides the two I just named, happened to be actor Tom Hanks. And his wife, and his wife, Rita Wilson. Now, quite frankly, I get why this is now starting to impact Hollywood. 
All you boneheads are panicking over nothing. This is a stunt. A lot more people have died from the flu than this, stu than this stupid virus. Get yourselves tested. Drink your fluids. Take your vitamins. Eat your Wheaties. Wash your hands and shut up. And yet again, I wish all these people a speedy recovery. Now on to the task at hand. As you know, in just a few short weeks, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36 is scheduled to take place in Tampa Bay. Now, courtesy of WrestleZone.com, WWE is reportedly working on a contingency, a contingency plan should that event get canceled in Tampa. What that entails is anybody's guess. Could it mean that it could be canceled altogether? Or could it mean that they would have to that they would have to um, move to another location? Rest assured, WWE plans uh, I mean, I apologize. WWE remains committed to hosting WrestleMania, which will feature these matches. Confirmed as of Elimination Chamber, the Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, will go one-on-one -on -one with Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. As of the SmackDown following Super Showdown in Riyadh, Hall of Famer Goldberg will go one-on-one -on -one with Roman Reigns for the Universal title. For the WWE title, Scottish Psychopath uh, Scottish Psychopath Drew McIntyre will challenge Brock Lesnar. Uh, if I rem oh, I apologize. There is one more title match that is confirmed. NXT Women's Title Champion Rhea Ripley will challenge Charlotte Flair due to Charlotte Flair winning the Women's Royal Rumble, which took place this year in my backyard. H-Town. Rumored matches to be on the card and look to be added in the coming weeks are... A six-pack challenge for the SmackDown title featuring Bailey, 
Bailey, Sasha Banks, a mystery opponent, and three others who I will reveal next week. AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. And I apologize, but there was one more confirmed match. And that is John Cena challenging The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Now, this is a match that I'm looking forward to because the last WrestleMania that John Cena and Bray Wyatt fought at, John Cena won. Could this be a revenge match of sorts? Stay tuned to the WWE Network and to pay-per-view to watch this and all the other matches at WrestleMania 36. Come to you from Tampa Sunday, April 5th. Aside from WrestleMania, the night before will feature the WWE Hall of Fame. Joining the Hall of Fame include will include John Bradshaw Layfield, one half of the Acolyte Protection Agency, the NWO, Sean Waltman, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Or as wrestling fans like me remember them, as X-Pac, Big Sexy, Kevin Nash, and Razor Ramon. They will join in adjacent to JBL. The, the Animal, Batista. Bree and Nikki Bella. And now, courtesy of After the Bell, the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith. Now, I have to say a congratulations to his son, Harry. I know he's one proud dude to see his dad finally going to the Hall of Fame and adjacent to Natty, her husband Tyson Kidd, and the entire Hart family. Now, in the coming weeks, I will have the people who will be inducting the, the Hall of Famers should the Hall of Fame be canceled as well. The night before also is TakeOver Portland. One of the matches that I have been hearing is a ladder match for the for a shot I I should say, to face the NXT champion, whoever that may be. 
Now that I brought up the NXT Championship, these past few weeks, that rivalry has been heated to no end. Courtesy of a clip on WWE.com, Charlotte Flair arrives on NXT to continue to hype, as it were, her match with Rhea Ripley. And one thing led to another, and chaos ensued after that. Another possibility for a takeover match, uh, uh, for a match for TakeOver Portland, I mean Portland, TakeOver Tampa, is Adam Cole versus the Velveteen Dream. Now, his first Wednesday back on NXT, the Velveteen Dream... wrestled Undisputed Era member Roderick Strong. Now, per his plan, that was a way for him to target Adam Cole. While the fan in me says, I wish he would have won, I think it was all a plan for him to target Adam Cole in that cage. Look for that rivalry to heat up in the coming weeks leading to TakeOver Portland. Now two, or I should say three of the contenders in that ladder match will feature Robert Stone's client and fiancé to WWE superstar Zack Ryder, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, and Team Kick member Tegan Knox. Next week, I will have the entire rundown of that ladder match so far, should any more qualifying matches be needed. In AEW news, Dynamite was interesting. That set up what's going to be a prelude to AEW Dynamite's Blood and Guts show. Now, one of the matches on that show features a war games a war games type bout with all the rules of war games in place. You will see all five members of the inner circle, Chris Jericho, the former AEW heavyweight champion, Santana Ortiz, 
Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara go up against Cody Rhodes, uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and I believe Adam Page. Now, during the main event of Dynamite, or should I say the end of Dynamite, which saw Adam Page and a mystery partner take on um, the Inner Circles, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. I think a little dissension in the elite has, has been teased. Would that boil over into blood and guts? Stay tuned to your cable sets as that event is now moved to June per a notice by the Credential Center. Another possible match that's going to be teased that week following uh, Blood and Guts is a title match with John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. Now, who he will face is anybody's guess. It could be Cody Rhodes. It could be Jake Hager, Chris Jericho. It don't matter. But for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, let me explain the rules to this War Games style event. Two men will enter and will fight Five minutes. And then after that five minutes is up, another competitor will enter. And then two minutes after that, until both teams have entered, I mean, and then two minutes after that, each team will alternate members. And then the match will officially start once both teams are in. Who will win? Find out. Coming up is what I like to call sound off. What that will entail, as I said before on the group page, you'll have to listen to find out. One. One. I mean, part two in the books. More coming up. Welcome back, you guys. I have 
been torn, as it were. Why, do you ask? I have been torn due to the fact that a lot of people are basically losing their minds over the Flash, over Arrow, over this, over that, 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 that. Now, with my co-host, I was chatting with her and the, earlier this week, and she agrees with me that Marvel is better than DC. But I'll get to why I believe that Marvel is better than DC in a little bit. But first, what led me to my decision? On the DC side, you had all this hype last year, as a matter of fact, for the big uh, crossover called Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, I had a chance to read that entire graphic novel. Do I believe that it ended the way it did? Well, absolutely, but it was overkill. Get, getting the lineup the uh, the way they wanted. Case in point was the additions of John Wesley Scheidt as the 90s Flash. Robert Wolf as um, of course, Alexander Knox. Ashley Scott. Uh, Will Wheaton. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, Burt Ward, even. And... and Quite frankly, I I don't think that you should have had that much crammed into one hour. But I'm I don't work for the CW. I don't work for Warner Brothers. I I'm just a devoted fan. But why have a height crossover, a very height crossover, and then 
errant three parts in in one month and then finish it off in January, which is what they did. If you want to hype a crossover, you, I mean, let me rephrase that. If you want to plan a big event, a big crossover, You hype it around August, September, October, and then have episodes leading up to it. Not have it all in September, October, November, and then... Uh, do the event in December and then wait till January. You don't want to you don't want to cram, like cram three nights into one month and then two nights in the next. See, it's like, oh, I'm really excited to see the first part of this crossover. And I've been a big Batman fan for years. Seeing Birdwater on there, awesome. Kevin Conroy, awesome. Robert Walt, awesome. But that's neither here nor there. You want to do a crossover, you planning out the entire month. Five nights, one month. But like I said, I'm not here to tell Warner Brothers how to do their job. I don't work for Warner Brothers. I'm just a devoted and all these shows that are dealing with the fallout, quote unquote, they turned into sappy love stories. Like they start out good, and then after the event in January, it's like a complete nosedive. Well, that, that's where I lost all interest in the CW shows, like The Flash. You start out with a speedster. Then he somehow gets killed in... Season one, because uh, one of his distant relatives shoots himself, and there 
eliminate there eliminates him from existence or so he thought and then next you go with another speedster and then somebody totally different I, I mean DC shows are a must watch for the true fan but like me I'm sticking with Marvel because they are able to come up with original ideas. And we want to, but that's for my argument a little later on. Back to what I was saying. Ah, yes. Like, Arrow, for instance, I get why it's ending. Stephen Amell, who is a brilliant actor and one heck of a guy, he is going to be playing a character in the new star show called Heels. And um, all his other, all his other cast, Colton Haynes, to Willa Holland, to everybody. Brilliant job, you guys. But that's not what I. Uh, chatted with uh, my wife about. The last episode of Arrow, he brought back everybody. Minus his minus uh, Robert Queen, his dad. Now, you, in an episode during the show's running, you introduced Emiko Queen, who was the Green Arrow for a little bit on the show, but in the comic books, she was a member of the group called The Outsiders. Now, if you were to introduce that group, do it the proper way. Do an episode where Oliver suddenly finds out that one of the archers turns out to be his dad. But I get why the CW brought everybody back. They wanted it to be a nice send-off. Now, the reason 
I chose Marvel is because this. I have always, always, always been a fan of Marvel Comics. Little sidebar. In 2017, one of the stores that I went to on my uh, honeymoon with my wife in Disney was a Marvel store. And she will tell you this. She lost me for a good 30 minutes. Now, the reason, excuse me, the reason why before I chose Marvel is because they go with big name actors and fans will pay money to go see the movies because the characters are introduced close to the comic book. Like um, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, brilliant. Uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, even more brilliant. And as I said in my episode last week, I told you of a show called what if? What if is basically a show where all your favorite Marvel heroes like Doctor Strange, Nebula, Mantis, Captain Marvel, Hulk, all your heroes, all your favorites from the MCU. They return in animated form. And so will the actors. Like one of the the episodes that they teased courtesy of a YouTube clip was a switch between Peggy Carter and uh, Steve Rogers and uh, the doctor. I, I don't recall his name. If you remember his name, uh, please let me know in the comment section of my Facebook page or the show Facebook page or hit me up on Twitter. What if Peggy Carter had gotten involved with Project Rebirth and got injected with a super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Only way to find out is check out Marvel's What If? Because it will feature talented actors like 
Josh Brolin, Benedict Cumberbatch, Haley Atwell, Jeff Goldblum, and um, yes, I, I said it, Robert Downey Jr. Because he will return as I believe Tony Stark. But as that gets uh, ready to air on Disney Plus, I will have more for you soon. Anyway, back before I continue, I forgot to mention why I chose to stick with um, Marvel uh, products. It's because you don't, I mean, because with DC, you don't uh, go with the comics. And you don't have your characters close to your comic book counterparts. And I'm not trying to pull the race car here at all. I apologize if I am. Candace Patton is a talented actress. She is a talented actress. And yes, while Grant Gustin defends her, fans continue to say that she's not Iris. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but if you want an actress to play Iris, you make her white. That's all I'm saying. And again, I'm not trying to pull the race car at all. But if you want to cast an actor for a role on on the flash, you make them their comic book counterpart. Granted, yes, uh, they went with uh, Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell for Heat Wave and I should say Citizen Cold. But the fact of the matter is you need your actors to be more like the like their comic book counterparts. Not you know say, oh hey, we're gonna cast an unknown for the role of Commissioner Gordon. Or we're gonna cast a well-known for 
the role of the Joker. You make your actors, you cast your actors and see if they'll bring their roles due diligence. Candace Patton, yes, she is a great actress, but not as ours. And it's in the convo, in the convo on that topic. Back to what I was saying. Um, I stuck with Marvel due to the fact that their characters are true. Their characters are introduced the way they are in the comic books. The actors they get are unbelievable. Like Tom Hiddleston. He does a phenomenal job as Loki. Robert Downey Jr. did a phenomenal job as Tony Stark. Chris Evans, phenomenal job as Captain America. Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Emily Van Ness, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, all did a phenomenal job as Scarlet Witch, Sharon Carter, Bucky Barnes, and the Falcon. Phenomenal all around. And to each his own, I get it. Yes, you want to go see DC over Marvel. But Marvel has a better selection of movies getting ready to come out. Like Black Widow, which will feature Natasha Romanoff's solo outing. And she is joined by Rachel Weisz. Uh, Florence Pugh and David Harbour, who will play a fellow Black Widow, Yelena Belova, and the Red Guardian, respectively. Now, this also features the debut of Taskmaster. Now, people who go see that movie. When you watch it, stay tuned to the end because it will set up a possible Thunderbolts movie. Now, I did mention before that you see a lot of big-name actors floating around the Internet, meeting with Marvel execs for future properties. Well, I can add another to that list. Christian Bale. Now, he has met with with Marvel execs, and he is cast for Thor 4, 
or as the title says, Thor for Love and Thunder, which will feature Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Taika Waititi as Korg, and now Christian Bale, among others. Next week, I will have the full cast as to who is playing what part. But anyway, back to the puzzling story. Christian Bale, yes, he will be the villain in Thor 4. Whereas many suggest that he will play Mephisto uh, of uh, Ghost Rider fame, Hercules, uh, Minotaur, Ragnarok, Centurion, or Beta Ray Bill. And now, Adam Warlock. Now, I don't see Now, I don't see Mephisto being um I don't see Mephisto being introduced without Ghost Rider in Thor 4. But I, however, could see him playing a character well-known in Thor comics, Balder the Brave. But judging from the fan trailers for his solo film, I all uh, people also see him taking on the role of Adam Warlock. Now, judging from that footage, he um, is um, he is uh, looking to play. Adam Warlock. But Adam Warlock is also scheduled to appear in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And the Guardians of the Galaxy will make a cameo in Thor 4. As confirmed by the director, Taika Waititi. Now, later on in the show, I will tell you about a upcoming Marvel project as well as um, I will give you, for those tuning in for the first time, I thank you so much. 
news on the uh, uh, third Jurassic Park film. But, as I said before, Thor 4 will mark, will mark the debut of Christian Bale. While people are saying, oh, I want to see him as Captain War uh, Adam Warlock. I want to see him as Captain Britain. I want to see him as um, Hercules. I want to see him as Beta Ray Bill. All you guys that are fantasizing about who Christian Bale is going to cast, who, I'm sorry, who Christian Bale is going to be playing, Continue to fantasize, but I guarantee you, some of you may be right, and some of you may be wrong. Coming up next, I have more Marvel news concerning actors who have met with Kevin Feige, and actors who have discussed what characters they want to play. You're what you're listening to into the Aaron verse. Take two. Welcome back, you guys. As I said before last hour, there is a talented list of actors who have met with Marvel concerning various properties that they are going to bring to life or that they want to play. Can answer that list. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, I said Dwayne The Rock Johnson because he is on everybody's radar right now. Case in point, he is doing uh, training for the Shazam sequel to play Kath. Adam, who DC fans know as Black Adam. He is rumored to join in the sequel to Shazam. Zach Levi from Chuck and um, Michelle Borth and uh, the rest of that cast. Another actor that has met with Marvel is Superman himself, Henry Cavill. Yes, he has met with Marvel and a lot of people have been floating around the article saying that he will play Wolverine to team up with Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel 2. Other possibilities that Henry Cavill could play are Squadron Supreme member Hyperion, Sentry, as I said before, Wolverine, 
in Gladiator. Another uh, headline, or I should say another pick, has him also playing Captain Britain. Now, recently, I did hear that Henry Cavill turned down the role of Captain Britain, but could that be a ploy? I don't know. But only way to find out is to find out what project he gets to play in. And I will have that for you. But here's somebody who hasn't met with Marvel, and that is Jason Momoa. A lot of people have been posting scans of him as Sergei Kravinoff from uh, Spider-Man fame uh, as uh, uh, a.k.a. Craven the Hunter. Now, rumor has it is that Kravinoff will be in the film as the villain for Spider-Man 3, which will feature Daredevil. Not the Daredevil we saw in the past, Charlie Cox from Netflix's Daredevil is rumored to make his MCU debut in Spider-Man 3 as his lawyer. Because that movie will entail Spider-Man's uh, uh, trial as he's framed for the murder of Quentin Back, aka Mysterio. Now, I don't see how Marvel could quickly kill off that villain, but I'm not one to judge. Jake uh, Gyllenhaal was a phenomenal Mysterio. And I could see another actor taking on that role in a future Spider-Man film. Speaking of which, before I get on to the rest of the Marvel news I have, regarding Jason Momoa, I could see him as Craven the Hunter. And next week I will post... On my page, on my group page, him as that character. And you can let me know, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. But it will be interesting to see if they cast Jason as Craven the Hunter. Now, back to Spider-Man in general. One of his most notable villains, I should say, Michael Morbius, is getting his solo movie. 
simply titled Morbius. And that movie will star Jared Leto as the titular character who gets turned into a vampire. That's all I could that's all I could tell you. I will post the links up on my Facebook page. That way you could take in the trailer. Don't forget tonight today marks the the marks the release of Black Widow. In the final hour or the final segment of the show. I will give you more Marvel, new, Marvel news, and I will throw in a bit of news concerning Jurassic Park, um, I'm sorry, Jurassic World 3. This is into the inverse. Final segment of the show on a Thursday night. Last segment, I said to you that I do have a bit of news concerning everybody's favorite pirates. That's right. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will hit theaters in 2022. And it will be directed by James Gunn, who recently wrapped production on uh, The Suicide Squad, featuring an all-star cast for that film, including Manus herself, Pon Clementius, Yondu himself, Michael Rooker, his brother Sean, Nathan Fillion, and more. But one of those stars from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 happens to be Chris Pratt. And for those of you who have seen Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, be ready for this bit of awesomeness. Jurassic World 3 now has a title. Dominion. And yes, it will feature Bryce Dallas Howard, Jake Johnson even, and original staples of Jurassic Park, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum. And I cannot wait to watch Jurassic World Dominion, which is shooting now. Now, in this last bit of Marvel news that I have for you, there is in the works a live-action Spider-Verse movie. I uh, said it in last week's episode that um, 
this live-action Spider-Verse film is in the works. But who will be the not who will be the Niles part? Who will be Spider-Man War, Spider Gwen? That uh Kimiko or whatever the Chinese gal's name is. Spider Ham. Who will be everybody else in the film? However, one person has expressed interest in doing a live-action Spider-Verse film, and that is the second Spider-Man after uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I will have more in a future episode of Into the Aaronverse soon. Now, I forgot to mention at the top of the show that I could not be more thankful to everybody who has listened. I appreciate you all. I'm just getting started. But I do have one person, two people to mention, well, actually three, on um, uh, in uh, motivating me to do this. One is my wife, Leah. I love you so much, babe. And the other two is Nick and Whitney Stevenson, hosts of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast, where you can listen to episodes of them every Sunday. And in the coming weeks, there's going to be a bit of a special project that I'm excited of, I mean, that I'm excited about, involving into the Aaron verse and Whitney's podcast. Stay tuned for more.